One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast. I'm John Norman alongside Steve Harmison. We're doing things a little bit differently here. Um, Bad light has been called. Play may continue, but Harmy's got to get back to Ashington. So we're recording the show with possibly 40 minutes of play to go. What could go wrong? You're listening to following on. So if you're listening by now, it's been uh, quite a day. Actually, if you listen to Harmy's predictions yesterday, uh, you needn't have watched today because it pretty much went as he said. India's day, despite a five uh, or six ball um, spell of madness when they lost uh, both Sharma and Pujara to the new ball, uh, but they uh, started up 43 without loss, got through to lunch, 108 for one, just uh, Rahul uh, dismissed for 46. Sharma dropped again by Rory Burns at second slip, this time on 31 rather than six, and uh, Sharma has made England pay. He was second man out with a score 236. First ball of the new ball, 127, when they uh, essentially delivered a pie straight down the throat of Chris Wokes at long leg. And then uh, at the end of the over, Pujara caught via an inside edge off his thigh pad, which ballooned to third slip. At that point, with the lead of 138, three wickets down, the England fans were roaring the England bowlers on. But Kohli and Jadeja has have seen them through to stumps, we think. I mean, they might come out in a minute, homie. Anyway, let's look back at uh, the day's action. Story of the day. Well, Harmy, you did say it yesterday, but boy, the old adage, catches win matches, uh, certainly came to the fore today. A, a tough chance for Rory Burns at second slip. He got a hand to it, though. Uh, Sharma on 31 at that stage. The game absolutely in the balance. Um, and he made them pay, and he made... England pay with some style. Great batsman to watch. Can't believe the pie he got out to. Getting to six, uh, getting to 100 with a six as well. And uh, it could be end up being a pivotal innings. Yeah, and it was a great innings. Let's be fair. You know, we, can, we can talk about Rory Burns' drop catch. Um, we can talk about 
you know, whatever England's bowling deficiencies were. This was a very good test match innings. Uh, he, he, he had style, he had composure, good defence, and he also had fantastic ability to attack when the ball was there to attack. And when he was on 94, ran down a wicket, bang, and we knew. You know, I would talk about my predictions have been right. We've been in hospitality for the last three days, but he could just see on this wicket upstairs, they got flatter and flatter and flatter. And if a batsman gets in, look at McHear. And who is the best batsman to McHear and hit quickly is Robert Sharma. What a fantastic innings that was. Yeah, it was a, it was just mastery, really. I loved watching him play. Played defensively. Uh, he was watchful. Uh, England's seamers, all of them, got movement uh, off the seam. But as that ball got older, the movement got less pronounced. And, uh, and he capitalised. He did, and the time he's got. The time is just ridiculous. When you bowl at somebody... Well, we've, upstairs, there's been a, I've, been, I've been standing t- talking to Tom Cleverley, who plays for Manchester United plays for Watford and he talked about and he's a cricket fan alongside his dad and he said how much time has Robert Sharma got and I asked him you know in the footballing world what's that like and he just said it's like playing with a midfield player who knows where his next pass is going it's like a forward who knows where his next touch is going that's what it looks like when Robert Sharma's batting and he was spot on and that's what it was in defense he was solid rock solid simple move it forward bang and then when it came to attack he attacked and Probably the one false shot he did play was the, the one that was not surprising because he's got out that way in, in, in times throughout this series. And look, I'm not going to throw you know, a huge amount of criticism towards the England bowlers and say, right, you did not bowl enough bouncers. England, bowl, England have got four 80-mile-an-hour bowlers who don't bowl bouncers. That's what the wicket on the first day was set up for, and that's why they bowl first. But the bouncer that came, first, first ball, second new ball, and he's lobbed it up in the air. And it was a poor shot by Robert Sharma, but take that nothing away. That was a fantastic innings. Pujara as well, I thought, played really nicely. Um, and Rahul, it's, it does suggest that the pitch has flattened out remarkably since day one when 13 wickets fell. 13 on day one, seven on day two, three on uh, day three, unless they come out and something crazy happens. Um, but we're already in a position now, aren't we? No matter what happens, if there is more play today, how many can England chase down? Pressure. Pressure, John. Simple. It's pressure. You could have the flattest wicket in the world. Well, can you get your team over the line fourth innings? And the pressure that comes, and you've got to remember as well, and like I said yesterday, said on YouTube, talked about it in the collective a couple of weeks ago, when you come to Lords and the buckle under pressure that England did that's what will be reminded every single batsman walks down their oval stairs and it's a long way to go it's not quite Pretoria but it's a long way to come down them steps onto the pitch with a crowd you know shouting and screaming your name but then once you get onto that field the Indian fielders will remember lords remember lords and that's the pressure and the cauldron that these will have we are now listening to a noise we can you can a little bit hear it through this microphone and that was Shane Warne walking across the field I thought it was a I thought I thought it was a streaker that came on but it wasn't it was Shane Warne came on and the Indian fans who loved Shane Warne have gone and I tell you what tomorrow afternoon when England batsmen come out to play that's tenfold there will be a lot of noise like that and a pressure on England batsmen no matter whether they have to chase 250 anything above 300 yes it's flat but can you do it under pressure that's the beauty about test match cricket uh, it's been a terrific crowd as well. I hate, I hate to say it, 
but the Barmy Army have been thoroughly outsung by the Barrett Army, um, who've got they look like they've got their own stand to themselves here. Um, and as you'd imagine, in a, in a multicultural part of uh, of the world like South London, um, both teams being supported, but in in really good spirits. It's been f- it's been a phenomenal atmosphere, and you just have to wonder what's going to be like on day four. You know, if England are set a score around two fifty, two twenty five, um, any more than three hundred, and it's going to be batting down the hatches time I think but you never know do you this this game has shown us over the last three days over the last four tests it, it, it neither side is so dominant you know okay in India of course India are the dominant side but in English conditions they're not quite as dominant they can't be as reliant on their batting um, nor their bowling and they've mucked around with their uh, batting lineup and their bowling lineup and still they're battling it's it's been phenomenal but you know one of the points you raised on day one was that England went into this attack, into this test match with a, an attack that suited day one of this test match with a bit of moisture in the pitch, a little bit in the air, um, and, and so it proved. But do England, has it been shown today that whilst that attack suited day one at the Oval, it didn't really suit day three? Having Overton as your, your point of difference when you've already had Wokes and Anderson and Robinson and of course Moeen Ali as well, that has been shown up today. It has, and it's not having a, a wood to, uh, to really go at it. You know, Stones injured, Archer. Another one person that England missed today, and I'll, again, I'll mention, I've been upstairs in the hospitality and talking with you know, the great Darren Goff, Michael Vaughan, who I've been working with over the last two days. Michael Vaughan used to say, no matter what time of the day it was, if it ever went flat, I'd just tell Freddie, there's two overs. There is two overs. Just give me two overs. Because the minute Freddie Flintoff got the ball in his hand, Andrew Flintoff were, uh, bowling from the pavilion end, the crowd went mental. You can say about Wood, you can say about Archer, you can say about Stone. Yes, I think England missed Ben Stokes today. I think Ben Stokes today would have been the difference because he would never have let this session meander in the middle. And the minute the Tannoy guy turned around and said, right, from the pavilion end or the media end, whatever end this end is, we're saying that now. Next, next, ball, next over is bowled by Ben Stokes. The whole thing would have erupted. Robert Sharma got out first ball after... Sorry, first ball of the second new ball, and the noise in this place was completely different to what it had been for four hours. It was lifted. And I think you can talk about having somebody fast. You can talk about having somebody different. Probably the first time this summer I've really missed Ben Stokes. Yeah, great point. Well, well made there. Also, the other feeling is England have gambled by playing Anderson and Robinson here. At one all with two to play, you can understand why they were so keen, especially after that thumping win at Headingley when, of course, the, the, they didn't have the, the overs under the belt maybe. But it, it, if England go to Old Trafford, one all, which I imagine is the best they can hope for, really, realistically, um, they're not going to be able to play them both. And you, you can't drop Anderson. No, you can't, but you also got to chuck Wokes in the mix. Wokes hasn't played a first-class game for a long period of time. He's been playing, he's been injured for a while. So can you go in with Anderson, Robinson and Wokes? You can't. And it's the conundrum of where England go for the last Test match. But get this one out of the way, whether they're 2-1 down, whether it's 1-1, or England actually come back and chase 350, up to, up to 350, shall we say. 
I don't think India will leave England more than 350. So I think Virat will want to try and win this Test match. So I think he will not give England a chance to win it, to win it but there will be a declaration which would be in a way which was favourable to give India the best chance to bowl England out with the resources they've got, which even if that's tea time tomorrow, you're, you're looking at 3.50 in front. That's best-case scenario for India. Do you then, from an England point of view, when you go into the last Test match, you're going to have to have Anderson. You're going to have to ask your bowlers to go once more. But the problem is, you've got, like we mentioned, Anderson and Robinson have played four back-to-back-to-back. That's a big ask, even even the experience, Jimmy, that he's got. And that's why I said on the Critic Collective last week, and everybody's laughed at me, you know, this might be Jimmy Anderson's last hurrah because of, because of that. And Wood has to play next week. I don't think he can play for Overton. I think it's an easy option to play for Overton. He probably plays for Wokes. And when people are listening to this, they'll go, you're joking, Wokes, he just got 50, he's got four for but they can't go into the test match with Robinson, Anderson and Wokes because of what they've done and the volume of overs and the workload they've had. Chris Wokes has hardly played any cricket. That would be a huge ask for Chris Wokes. Anybody can say to me, he's Team England, he's a team man, he's a human being. And we are asking far too much of Chris Wokes to ask him to go and play back-to-back test matches for the cricket he's played so far this summer. Done brilliantly this week. For me, he would be the one that you potentially miss out and that's a big statement it is a big statement um i mean this is uh this these are topics i suppose yet to come but here we are the oval test there is bags of bags of time left in this test match um and once again india have brought ravi jadeja out at number five yes and i think that's the right i didn't think it was the right thing i thought he should come out at six but i can understand them wanting to split the the left and right hand combination up in that middle period He's got, a, he's got a defensive technique, which I think can play in England. He plays the ball late. Yes, he's got a good attacking, attacking game. But that's what I've said. I've said throughout. Does it, does it also make sense because he is coming in against the new ball? If he can last 10 overs, see off the new ball, and then Rahane comes in. I think that makes more sense than what we saw on day one. Tomorrow morning, if I was Ravi Shastri and Virat Kohli, I'd be saying to Ravinder Jadeja, go at the new ball. Just play shots. Just play shots. Go at the new ball. Rahani's going to come in and play his natural game and Pant's going to come in after that and play his natural game. If you can make the new ball, the new ball is, for a bowler, the second new ball is a tool which does a little bit more, but they're tired. Potentially brings slip and you extra have an extra fielder inside the cordon. Leaves gaps. But from a batsman's point of view, you sometimes think, right, you know what? If I get something on this, it's four. If I get something on this, it's four. I can then put the pressure onto the opposition. And I think that's what I would be saying to Jadeja. Coley bats at one end, bats comfortably. Jadeja, you have a go at the new ball. I would send Jadeja out a bit like a pinch hitter in a one-day game. You go and have a go at the new ball. If you have 10, 15, 20 minutes at it and you get 40 runs, just crash, bang, wallop, and all of a sudden we've got Pant to come in after you doing exactly the same thing with Rahani in between to do what Coley's doing then we'll get in a position to get 250 in front and England good luck chasing that the wicket's flat but the pressure after Lords and the pressure on the England cricket team and Joe Root would be it would be so it would be immense and I think that would be my game plan for India moving forward and the role Jadeja could play with the ball in fourth innings yeah I think it's going to spin Moen got a little bit of purchase he got a little bit of bounce thing I liked about Moe, he got a little bit of bounce 
Um, but you know, where, you, where are you, India supporters? How many times have we all said you've picked the wrong team? Chet Narula, he got he got laughed at last week because he was saying if Virat Kohli doesn't win this series, you know, he's got he's got to go as captain. He's got to be sacked. Well, Chitten said right at the very start of this series, India will lose a series if they pick the wrong team. In my opinion, they pick the wrong team in four Test matches because our Ashwin is not playing. He's the second best bowler in the world because the world rankings state that. He's got five test match hundreds. He's got 400 plus test match wickets. Wow, would, would Virat Kohli love to have him tomorrow afternoon when he has got a lead coming out to bowl? So, again, Jadeja's their only spinner. They're going to have to go with Seamers. And if it turns flat and the ball doesn't swing early on, and the pitch gets flat and Root gets in, from an England point of view, you'd think, right, we can chase anything. What is going to happen tomorrow? So, Harmy, prediction time. You've, you've got it right again. Um, day four, the Oval Test. What is going to happen? I'm gutted. I'm absolutely gutted. <laughs> I actually think it's going to go into day five. I think it's going to go into day don't, five. Don't tell my wife that. Oh, no, I'm devastated it's going to go into day five. I planned on playing a little bit of golf here and having a good afternoon on Monday. I actually think it's going to go into day five. I think India are going to set England around about... 275 between 250 275 to win the game we're going to have an epic test match so great for that but we're going to go into day 5 which is not everybody's cup of tea sitting here in the press box because we always want a game to finish that little bit earlier but I think we're going to have an epic England to chase 275 on the fourth innings in England, England to get it. Oh, well, we'll see, eh? We'll see. We'll do a prediction tomorrow. Uh, look, they might come out again. I don't think they are. I think the umpires are walking off. I think that might be it. And that is it. Unless they come back, we'll do a little uh, um, epilogue uh, to the show. But if not, thanks for listening to Following On. Uh, head over to the YouTube channel, Steve Harmison's YouTube channel, for more. Uh, but uh, for today, that's it. Thanks for listening to Following On. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.